0: Welcome to Blue State Conversations. I'm your co-host, William, and on today's episode, we're discussing the article titled New Footage Shows Trained, Plainclothes Operatives Coordinating Break-In Through Capital Window on January 6th, published on thegatewaypundit.com on February 12th, 2022. In this article, it shows video footage and pictures of a small group of, quote, unidentified individuals working in tandem to break a window on January 6th. However, as there are always pictures of these people, and they're specifically listed, these are real people. They have real names, and they have real lives. And one of them is joining us today. And his name is Sosland Tiemens. And he's here to tell us about his experience on January 6th at the Capitol. Thanks for joining us today. And let's get right to the interview. Welcome to Blue State Conversations. This is our place to discuss the political theory from all sides, bridging the political divides that split our society.
1: Hello and welcome everybody back. Uh, It's Matthew here. Today's a little bit different. We have Soslin Tiemensen back. For something a little bit different. Now normally we're doing a podcast, but this is the first for our channel, which is we're going to be doing an interview. so it's going to be a little bit different than talking about theory today. And basically, we want to talk to And as people know we've had him on the show before. He's been working in a lot of different Republican and conservative circles. He's worked on the Trump campaign. He has his own podcast, so we don't have to reintroduce him there. But we did want to bring him back because um, there is an article that's been going around. And uh, we wanted to kind of have him give an explanation for it. Because when you read the article, there's a lot of questions left unanswered. But there's also some pretty good uh, photos and video in here that also beg some questions. So it's awesome. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Wish we were here on different circumstances.
1: uh, Don't we? Yeah. No no one likes uh, being written about. Even if it ended up being true or not true, nobody likes it either way. All right. So basically, there's an article that has come out. Um, And it's from the Gateway Pundit, which is a news site, more of a right-wing news site, I believe, would be pretty fair to say.
2: Which is odd that they go against another, like, they know that I'm a strong conservative, so it's a little bit odd how they come out in this kind of a stance, because it doesn't make sense, does it? Yeah, well, it was written by Nick
1: Mistrangelo and Laura Elizabeth Jenkins, and they're from American Gulag.
2: That's uh, where they're
1: from. It was cross-posted from there as well, I believe, right? Yep. All right, so basically, they've they've got some footage, and the title of this article is New Footage Shows Trained Plainclothes Operatives Coordinating Break-In Through Capitol Window on January 6th, and the general thrust of this article is that they have video of people who seem to be operating in a very coordinated manner, and they imply that these people are not just random people caught up in the flow of things to the Capitol, that they have basically are are a team of operatives who are trained to do something they're accomplishing a goal they're not just standing there they're attempting to either cause a distraction cause damage uh, smear the name there's a whole bunch of kind of assumptions that are made here then and allegations that are made against the people um basically saying here's footage these people don't seem to be the normal type of people in the crowd they seem to have a goal they seem to be working together and, and this raises questions. That's kind of the general thrust of the article. I don't know if you would agree with that or as the general tone of the article or not. But. No, I agree with you 100%. So then, of course, they've got you um, in stunning 480p here throughout the article identified as one of the people. And the reason that's important is, has this hurt you in any way in terms of your career or any other things going on?
2: Well, it definitely has affected me kind of, well, politically, in the political world, I noticed is that it's affected me because when you're campaigning for someone and when you're trying to look for, you know, campaign and when you're trying to look for credibility and all they have to do is look up your name and they see this and they see like the gateway pundit, it makes you like a kind of liability risk. If you're a public figure, you know, they expect you to be like in a good light on the limelight. You know, they're going to have something against you, but not to this extreme, not to the point where they pinpoint you. You know, it was odd, actually. How I found out about this article is that CNN, out of all the news organizations, CNN called me and said, hey, by the way, you're in this article. I said, ah. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm probably just in the back photo if I am. But I didn't know. And so they sent me the article. And that's how I found out. It was through them. It is
1: impressive that you got attention from CNN. Did anybody else give you a phone call or was it just them?
2: No, it was it was our local channels in Wisconsin, NBC, and a whole bunch of others. And you know, I said no, I don't want to do an interview at this moment because I don't really trust you guys. You know, that's why I kind of reached out to you. And
1: no, thank you very much. That that definitely means a lot to us. That uh, you know, because obviously. Trusting somebody with an article that isn't flattering to you is, is, is a big thing. So we're definitely appreciative of
2: that no matter what. And and you know those big news things, with everything that's going on, and I don't know if we have the January 6th committee right now, and that's why it's such a hot topic, and that, you know, I notice is that they if you go to any of those big news medias, they're gonna crawl at your door, but they're gonna put a very bad twist on it to make you like really bad. And so <clears throat> I just also want to tell you that I do have lawyers that are on my side right now. They're the ones that gave me the green light. So I'm at their helm by the way.
1: Okay. All right. So I guess I just wanted to kind of go through here just to start. The article starts um, by basically giving a video obtained from Tommy Tatum. And it's basically a black hooded man. He carries an Asian woman dressed in red with a red hood, U.S. Flag scarf and a MAGA hat onto a windowsill um, on the Capitol building. So we're, this is the outside. Nobody is inside the Capitol building in this article whatsoever. Right. No. No. Okay. And so then they kind of do a bunch of different descriptions of people um, in here and then the big thing that kind of happens is they claim that this woman tries to break in and then she signals to people in the crowd. So this is kind of where you come in after this. They say within minutes, the individual in the green cap, black eyeglasses and black mask motions for a man in a black helmet with an aster to proceed forward, striking the window. And then so this, this is you. So there's about 11 seconds here of the video. And it's kind of got you in it. And in in what they're saying is it appears that you're motioning for this guy to come over. He comes over and then he appears to strike something with the asp. It's actually not in frame in the video. What I wanted to do is pause here and give you, if you can just give an how you get to where you are in this point and, and what was going on.
2: Oh, absolutely. Okay. So I ended up there as, you know, free Americans and I wanted to go and be in support of President Trump. And so what happened was that I'm like, okay, why don't I go to D.C.? And so I went to D.C., and I stayed up all night watching the Georgia election and there was fraud in the Georgia election. But then that still didn't stop me because I'm like, okay, you know what, I'm gonna go where President Trump is gonna speak on Wednesday, so I'm gonna go early. So I woke up, pretty much stayed up the whole entire night and then I got to the Capitol around three in the morning. And so from three in the morning, you I know, stood in a, a two and a half mile long line. And so we just got to the, the area around 8.30 a.m. and it was very busy and so then around nine o'clock to 9.30 our cell service actually dropped you know we couldn't call we couldn't text people and it was just a little bit odd the only thing that was allowed to do was take photos and so that's one thing that I'm like okay that's a little bit odd you know I thought it was because you know the people were all like they were jammed in or like there was too much cell service and so it couldn't sustain so then it just dropped automatically So then, you know, President Trump comes out at noon, and then he said, hey, why don't we march over there peacefully? That's the key word, is that peacefully. And so it was so cool having people marching over to the Capitol very peacefully. It was very cool. We were all walking, and we were, like, celebrating, and we were, like, you know, singing uh, God Bless America. And it was, like, one of his rallies. And so what happened was, was that I went there. And I saw from a far distance that people have already broken in the capital. I said, oh, okay, this is not going to be good. And this isn't going to be a very good uh it's not gonna be a very good ending because people were already waving up and they've already like stood up on the way top of the Capitol. so already things were already infringed so i'm like okay you know what it doesn't hurt let's you know as an investigator i'm like okay what else can happen so i'm like might as well just give myself up for it to see get a closer portrait because i want to like know what was really going on
1: so just to stop you for one second um So you're saying that by the time you arrived at the Capitol in front of the Capitol at two o'clock, people had already gotten inside two o'clock. Right. So, So people had already gotten inside. So you're not the initial wave of people getting inside. No, we're like about the third wave. Third wave. okay. you've you've arrived at the front here. You've basically you're headed up to just sort of see what's going on. Right. Because this is part of what you do since you're involved in politics. Yes. Yes. All right. So. At some point here, what they're claiming is you're you're waving this guy over. So I guess the big question right off the
2: bat, do you know either of these two people? <laughs> no. And that's the only thing is that, you know, what I was trying to do is that I was trying to wave down that girl, like to get off the steps. And I was looking at her. And then apparently this one guy, this guy that came with a stick, he pushed me aside and then started hitting, took about three blows at the window, you know? And so, of course, I didn't want to get in his way, but ended up like thinking I could see how. If you're looking at the photo or if you're looking at the video, I can see how, you know, when you're telling that girl the signal, the guy just like pushes himself up there and then hits the window a couple of times, you know, but that was completely false. I was telling her to get down and I was like screaming at the top of my lungs.
1: Oh, I see. So you're, yeah, and of course, you know, you're wearing a mask, so that doesn't help. But basically what you're saying is you don't know these two people and you're trying to tell her get off. Yes. Okay. So then he says the man looks
2: directly at you. What's going on here? So what happened was was that once he took about three blows, I yanked his arm down. I said, No, what are well explicit came out of my mouth and I said, What are you doing? Pretty much. That's why I stated, but I had an explicit word. And then he like got all, all mad and then he looked at me and said, what well, screw you, I'm still gonna do it. And then he just left. And then he just leaves. Okay. Leaves, yeah. And good probably goes to a different window, but
1: hey, to a different Yeah, a lot of windows there. Um so all right. So then the big thing here is they kind of say that there are Antifa members working alone or in
2: small groups to break windows. So are you a member of Antifa? No, no, I am. Part, no, I would, that'd be the last. No, I'm not part of Antifa, BLM or Proud Boys. I'm neither of those three. Um, they're also saying that you have a common that they said that this
1: is a triangular formation common in military law enforcement. Do you have a background in military law enforcement?
2: I was in the military. Yes. And I, you know, I was in the United States air force, but I was more, I had top secret clearance. And so yes, I'm familiar with that triangular thing.
1: Okay. So, but again, you, you do not know who these individuals
2: are. You weren't working with them or anything like that. No. Cause if you do that triangular thing, at least they would all like have specific, uh, hand signals and you would always have an earpiece inside of you one way or the other. And I didn't have neither of those. Okay. I see. So
1: basically. This article is saying that there's coordination going on in in this group. What happened after this? Do you have any information that happened after this
2: beyond what the article describes? So what happened afterwards was that then we had one individual gal. Her she was blonde, and then she actually was an FBI operative. Um, and here's what you can tell, but that she had an earpiece and she was dressed up. And you can tell that she had, you can tell that she was FBI operative because there are other people that kind of surrounded her. That were kind of stating that you know you couldn't get too close because if you did you got pushed back, and she was doing hand signals and she had a cell phone that was working, and so I'm like okay that's a little bit odd, you know, and it was at that same window where that you know is that same window where that gal was I was telling her to get down, and so it didn't make sense, and so she was kind of on the phone she was making phone calls, and then I saw people from inside the Capitol that kind of looked like your Capitol Police. And they kind of, they kind of like was breaking the windows from within and I saw it with my own eyes, but she had people kind of lined up and kind of gather around. So you couldn't see that. And so then they had people like with a sign. I don't know if you want to like people can zoom in or not, but like if they look at other photos, you can see that there is a sign particular sign. I don't really know what it is, but they were kind of covering up while the Capitol police were breaking the windows from within the lower half of the window. Um, enough to where people can like crawl through or kind of get underneath, you know, cause you had that podium and then you kind of had like a, another tall window, but you got to, uh, enough of a space where you can just jump in and they were coordinating. So what happened was that as it was kind of getting a little bit hectic and a little bit crazy, I kind of got up a little bit closer and I said, Hey, what's really going on? But then one of the Antifa people and that one of the dressed up individual me to back away you know and then he i'm like okay i'm not going to deal with this anymore you know i'm gonna i know this is this is looking very suspicious this is not going to be a good ending so i'm going to get out as soon as i can because once the tear canister started kind of getting dispersed or like getting handed out in shields i said yep this is my time to go and i stayed there until 6 p.m so i stayed there about four and a half hours kind of experiencing this whole thing But I slowly kind of got myself out because, you know, you can see that good people, your, you know, your law-abiding citizens, Trump supporters, were trying to get out because they knew that things were going to turn south once the sun went down. And sure enough, it did.
1: Hmm. Okay. So did did you do anything to let the authors of the article know about this? Did you you contact them? Did you do anything? Not that I can recall. No. Okay. So they wrote this article without contacting you because they didn't know who you were. They didn't know who I was, no. Okay. So once you became aware of the
2: article, did you then reach out to them? So once somebody actually told me about the article, I contacted my lawyers as soon as possible, and I sent them the articles.
1: Okay. All right. So basically, these people have written this article, and have you done any sort of attempt to get them to change it or include a comment or anything like that?
2: Uh, So my lawyers actually reached out to them, and according to them, they just kind of left it up. They didn't do anything to it.
1: They didn't do anything. So you've, you've, attempted to reach them for
2: comment. My lawyers did.
1: Okay. So your lawyer, your lawyers did on, on your behalf. And so they, so basically these two authors left the article up in its original state, even though you've kind of attempted to contact them and get at least a quote or a statement or something going, what's going on here from you. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. To me, that does seem a little little bit of malpractice just in terms of usually if somebody finds they're in an article, you want what their side of the story was. Otherwise, you're not reporting the whole thing, which I think is, it's good you're here to do that, you know, because the first thing you should do, obviously, is attempt to get the records straight. And if they won't do that, then you got to figure out a different way of doing it. Um, so I, I guess to kind of end this here, when people write articles like this, you know, they're talking about there's some suspicious stuff going on and all this stuff. Again, you said you don't know who these people are. You know, you are from the military, but you're saying that the strategy that they're talking about is not being actually done correctly. So it's not all professionals.
2: No, it's not even correct. It's not even a correct formation. Well, it is a correct formation, but they're malpractice. It's malpractice formation. So so they're just,
1: they're not doing it right. That's basically what you're saying. No. Okay. And your role in all of this is you're attempting to get her off and this guy is just kind of coming by you. And he's hitting the window, but you had no idea he was going to do that. There's just some guy coming by us, and then all of a sudden, he's hitting the window. That's a good wrap-up of what you're saying here. Yes, yes. Okay. I guess that kind of leaves the, the fact we can go into a little bit more speculation here. Is there a reason why you think somebody would write an article like this, and then when somebody who's
2: in the article would contact them, they would not engage with you? So kind of speculations. Well, here's the whole thing: is that if you're a public figure and stuff, well, I understand for Gateway and I understand for like the Tatum. You know, if you're on, if you're based on getting likes and stuff, and if you're based, and if you're like in a heated moment, for instance, um, right now there's a January sixth committee going on, and that's right now a very tense moment, and it was like very, it was a very hot moment and a hot topic. So if you're trying to get likes and stuff, I understand that's where you're coming from, that you post something so outlandish that you, like, people are like, oh, really? Somebody has to feel the fire, you know? And if you try to make that, if you try to contact them or if you have people contact you on your behalf and they refuse it, then that's just very poor judgment. That's, like, you're, then you have a wrong agenda set, you know? Um, And another thing is that you know, speaking with politicians and allowing to interact with people, I understand that you're also going to have people not liking you, and that there's going to be things coming up, you know, uh, coming against you, you know, just trying to discredit you or just trying to tarnish your ability to like for the people you're campaigning for, or even if you have an agenda, like for instance, I want to spread the good news about God, and through my podcast and through the you know ministry I do. And this kind of dampers it. This kind of hurts it because it discredits my credibility. You, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, you're basically saying that this this type of article
1: has taken a shot at your credibility and at your prospects for the future. Because anytime somebody looks you up to do a vet, do a background check, especially on campaigns, so they, they are going to vet just kind of your name and your background. This is going to come up. And so this is not going to follow you forever. And these writers have basically just decided that, uh, sure, we think our reporting's fine.
2: Yes. And I've noticed this is that, like, for instance, if I were to run for an opponent, the opponent's going to have the same, they're going to reach out. They'll have this, yeah. they're Yeah, and they're also going to have this. And so, and see, that's the whole thing that I kind of disagree on is that, you know, and then they can take this as a field day, you know. And stating that, well, you know, you call this a man of God, but at the same time he coordinated a coup or he was a part of a coup. What kind of a person is that? You know, what kind of a candidate do you want? Like what kind of a person that he's campaigning for? This is what kind of far, far right wing group that he's campaigning for, you know, what kind of candidate he's affiliated with, you know? So that's kind of a thing that I've been kind of affected on that. end. you know, and I have, you know, been suspended and I have and I've also been affected, you know, Somebody decided to send a death threat over and stuff, and it's like, man, it's like, come on, give me a break, you know? So you,
1: you're you saying that you got a death threat after the
2: after this kind of became, after this was written? Uh, yes. It's a more of a scared tactic.
1: Yeah, no, that's, uh, nobody, nobody should be receiving that in, in, at any point.
2: Um, but but some of the other side acts, though. Look at the pro-life building in Milwaukee. You know, look how they acted, you know? No arrests were made. But if we were to do it, you know, if we were good about that, we'd be tarnished, we'd be tarred and feathered, you know. It's that devil hypocrisy, you know, that happens. Okay.
1: All right. Well, I do definitely want to thank you for coming on. You know, I think this is very important for you to get out here and be able to sort of talk about this. For me, I think one of the problems that I've been having, one of the reasons that I definitely wanted to do this is that one of the things I see happening, especially on the right wing, is they're so convinced that the left wing media does a bad job of journalism and reporting that they don't take the time to, to check whether their own media and reporting is up to par as well. Bingo. Yeah, and I think, you know, when I'm reading this, a lot of this stuff is allegations and then it just puts people's faces. Um, and I think, you know, again, that when that affects somebody and then the writers don't take the time to change it, that to me sounds like there, there's a little bit too much of. I'm just here to write for the clicks. That's what that sounds like. I do not want the right wing media in the United States to just become CNN, RNC. I don't. I really don't want that to be the case because that, that it's it's it just becomes a race to the bottom. If if we're going to say that CNN is is a, is a biased network, then just writing our own biased network is, is not is not is not useful. So no, thank you for coming on. Uh, very excited to have you and um, we'll definitely have to get together again on some more uh, topics on our podcast. Oh,
2: absolutely, and be more of a better better circumstances.
1: Yep, you definitely bring a perspective and uh, thank you again for coming on and addressing us. Oh, no problems, And thank you so much and have a blessed day. Thanks for listening. And if you have a comment, question, or rant, we'd love to hear it. Email us at bluestakeconversations at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and find our articles on Medium. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. No matter what state you're in, blue, red, or purple, there is always room at the table to discuss your views in a way that lets us all grow.